An award-winning family-owned business with exceptional diamonds, engagement rings, jewelry, and timepieces, Continental Diamond is the jeweler Minnesota adores. In St. Louis Park or online at ContinentalDiamond.com. Hey guys, huge game this week and we have one of our favorites. I would go so far as to say our favorite guest, the incredible Zach Martina, lifelong Lions fan, did the show last year. They were really great episodes. This one is no different. Uh, I think you guys are going to love it. And hey, he is coming to Acme in Minneapolis, May 15th through the 18th. So listen to this episode. Hopefully the Vikings go get a win so you don't have to dislike him. And then go see him do stand-up at one of the best clubs in the country. Enjoy the show, everybody. Y'all know what time Well, it's not a must-win week for your Minnesota Vikings, but it's at least a probably need to win or definitely should win if we want things to keep going. I don't know how to quantify it, but we need a win. The Vikings need a win. And joining me to discuss the team that we need to defeat, this program's favorite guest, oh. ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Yar Zach. Everybody likes you. And here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the problem, Zach Martina. I think I can't promise you you will be this we, this show's favorite guest after this episode. That's fair. Because it was so you were so funny last year. <laughs> you know, lifelong Lions fan, great comedian. You were so funny, so fun. And it we just were like, oh, look at him. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Isn't it fun to have him? He's a little feisty. It's a good time. But now you're at our doorstep. And you're standing on a ladder looking down at us. And so I can't promise you that that feeling from our fans will continue after this week. But hello, it's nice to see you. I love you. I hate you. Hello. It's it's great to be back. And I'll be honest with you, it feels pretty good to have that hatred coming at me because I'm not used to it. I'm not used to people being like, oh, you're a threat. <laughs> you're coming. I mean, it's going to be Christmas Eve and it'll be the first time potentially that the Lions win the NFC North. We haven't won the division since it was the Central. We've never won it while it's the North. Back when all the centrally located teams and Tampa Bay were in the same division. Yes, sir. What is the temperature? Is it, is it more, oh, I hope we don't screw it up, or is it more, holy shit, we're going to do it? Like, what is the temperature amongst the Lions fans? Because I remember last year when we went to Detroit, you warned me, you were like, Dan Campbell is hyping this game up like it's the Detroit Super Bowl. Yeah. And then I remember listening on like on game day during the during the broadcast I was like it sounds wild in there. So what is your like what is the vibe right now amongst the fan base? It's really it's it's pretty interesting because it in a sense is same old same old. We just had that uh, little two game skid where we lost to Green Bay and Chicago uh and that was that was difficult. Goff was not playing well. Uh but then we kind of found a way to justify it uh, in that, you know, San Francisco went through a lull. Philadelphia went through a lull. Everyone in the NFC seems to be going through a lull. But a lot of people were going, oh, same old Lions. This is exactly what's going to happen. We're going to get we're going to get there. We're going to get into the first round. We don't have anyone that's going to be able to win. And then you come out on Saturday night and everybody's right back on the bandwagon. Lions fans don't know what to do. We've been hurt so much, Cy. We have been hurt so many times before that we're very, very careful. We're very cautious people. Um, but you know what? We are, 
I think we're drinking this Kool-Aid, man. It's 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 no joke. There's a lot of organizations in professional sports that have a tortured history. I would say the Vikings have a tortured history. You know, everybody says the Cleveland Browns have a tortured history. But within that, there are these subsects. And one of them is the type of organization that just has never really had anything. They're pretty rare, but that's you guys. It's not that like you've been heartbroken time and time again. You are Charlie Brown. Like everybody jokes that Minnesota is Charlie Brown kicking the football. You're actually, what's the name of the bird that hangs out Woodstock. with Snoopy? You're not even Snoopy. Or Woodstock. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're Woodstock watching Snoopy, watching Charlie Brown miss the kick. So is there does that distort what a meaningful moment means to you like for example if you guys go on a run mm -hmm. and you get to an NFC championship game is is that an iconic moment in franchise history does if you guys run all the way to an NFC title game and are competitive does Dan Campbell become statue level yeah. impressive I think he becomes statue level impressive I think he becomes a Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick type of coach where he's just here for decades. I mean, you talk about NFC Championship. All we want is to win one playoff game. That We just want to win a game. That's all we want. Ultimately, yeah, we want the NFC title. We want to go to the Super Bowl. But to even make it in the playoffs and be in contention right now for the number one seed, I mean, San Francisco's got to stumble a little bit, but to be able to potentially have a bye week, to have a home playoff game, I mean, I... I'm so confident in the Lions that if this were last year, I'd have said, we win a playoff game, I'll shave my head. But I'm so confident right now that we're going to win a playoff game. Don't I can't do say it. that. I can't say Don't that. Don't do it. Mm -mm, I won't. I yeah, won't. Okay, I thought you were going to do it live mm -mm. on this show. because for, uh, for those listening, which is all of you, this is not a video product, <laughs> Zach has... If they were doing a hip Wizard of Oz <laughs> called like... Ozzy and the Wiz, right? Or something like that. And they're like, we need a lion. That's what your hair is. Your hair is young, hip lion. And I thought you were going to say you'd be willing to shave it off, but mm -mm. I can't, I can't let that happen. I think with that mane that you have, no pun intended, I actually don't know if that's even a pun. I'm not great at sourcing my way through the definitions <laughs> of words. The point is, you nailed it. That it was a it was a nice pun. Like you have put this guy on camera after his team wins the biggest game of their year. If you're in the stadium, if I'm a camera operator, I'm finding you and I'm like, "Well, this guy's going to do something insane. Look at his hair. Let's just wait and see what happens." At some point he's going to whip his chain wallet around. It actually it wouldn't have been the chain wallet. I mean, I remember when the Pistons just won one game and I was there and it was super close. Uh, I mean, I took off my shirt, whipped that around and did the old Chris Farley Chippendales dance. Like I was, <laughs> and Chris Farley Chippendales dance with this hair. It's an added element, dude. It's, it's a game stopper. So let's say last, last year, the Vikings experienced this. They had this epic season, you know, 13 and four go to the playoffs. And it was such an unsatisfying end. I, I think it was still a fun year, but you have a, a big parts of the fan base who go, well, what the hell was the point? Like you can really sour something for some people at the end of a season. Sure. Let's say down the stretch here, you win a game or two. You, you don't necessarily power your way in, but you're in. You're the, the, the division champion. And, We'd be the three right yep, now. And yeah. you'd get the three probably and you'd be the home the home playoff team. Which right now we would be scheduled to face you guys. Right now it would be a Vikings. Three times in four weeks. Three times in four weeks, yeah. 
And that's that's the sort of playing a team three times in a season we've seen as a wild card. That's the story of the Packers, uh, the Packers beating the Vikings twice. And then Randy Moss comes in, thumps them and moons the crowd. Yep. That, that was that year. <laughs> what? Let's let's hop in the what if machine. OK, it's my favorite machine. Let's say you guys run into the playoffs. The Vikings find their way in. They find their way to Ford Field and they put it on you like you guys walk out. And it's not even like a tragic loss. It's just, ah, oh, you lose by like nine or 10. What is that? Is there anything that can ruin it? Does that ruin this year for you? That hurts. That definitely does not. I don't like to think about it. And I mean, I'm. I, it's the holiday season and it's a time of joy. And I don't know why you would do that to me. That was cruel. Um, but yeah, it would hurt. It wouldn't ruin the season because we have more wins this year than last year. And for a team that is historically what we are and have been, um, this would be, it would hurt. It would hurt a lot more if it were to the Vikings or to the Packers. Um, it would hurt if it were to a division opponent. But one thing I will say is Ford Field is maybe the loudest stadium in the league this year. It's crazy there. Whoever designed Ford Field, I don't know if they were like eternal optimists or something like, no, one day this team is going to be good. And when they do, the acoustics are going to hit in such a way where you're not going to be able to hear a thing. Like Ford Field is rocking, dude. <laughs> they just had to wait all this time yeah. till week about week 15 of 2023 or whatever at week 16 yeah. yeah like 15 20 years later <laughs> they've got an interesting they've kind of got a cowboys vibe a little bit of a jekyll and hyde vibe where don't you dare you do though Ugh. you do i would say but it's your which one's the uh it was it was dr jekyll and mr hyde mr. so mr hyde was Hyde's the, monster. The, the lunatic yeah yeah, and Jekyll is Jekyll's the upstanding one, even though those don't feel right. They feel like they should be the others. Jekyll is a far more nefarious name. But I would say on the Jekyll and Hyde on, on the Jekyll and Hyde scale or spectrum or or whatever you want to call it, the graph. I don't know why I keep looking for stuff here. The point is, Zach, I believe you guys to be you know, 70% Jekyll, 30% Hyde. You're definitely way more Jekyll than you are Hyde. But there is Hyde there in the same way there is where I think the Niners can lose. I think the Eagles can lose. But I I think they, they have just a few flaws that every once in a while pop up. You guys and the Cowboys seem like a team where you would walk into a game and go, well, this is a game... They should put it on somebody. You go, yeah. what the hell just happened? There? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, that that makes sense. I I can I can live with that comparison. As far as the Cowboys go, like what it comes down to for us, our offensive line is the most important thing on our team, beyond the shadow of a doubt. When our offensive line, our starting offensive line, plays together, Goff looks like an MVP. Both of our running backs go for over a hundred scrimmage yards on the regular, and it's it's lights out. Um, but if even one of them goes down, uh, particularly, you know, if Sewell went down, Ragno was down for a minute, uh, it it hurts a lot. It makes a huge difference. The continuity of that team uh, of that unit is by far the most important thing we have. And I would say that anytime we should have put it on somebody and didn't, it was because there was an issue with our offensive line. And as a result, the defense couldn't feed off of the offense's energy because our defense while it is improved from last year, it certainly uh, feeds on the success of the offense. This is no doubt an offensive team. 
so for the last few years, it has definitely felt like the the the, the Lions are a, not a great matchup for the Vikings. Right, we we skated by with some wins a couple years ago, but it's just year in and year out. Forever, it was just okay. Let's write two wins down and let's move on. But the last five or so years, it's like, oh, here come the Lions. Even when you weren't good record-wise, it was always a pain in the ass. We'd always lose one of the two in a way that sucked really bad. And I just felt like, especially as the Dan Campbell thing has been started, it's just it wasn't a good matchup. There's a possibility. I see this going one of two ways this weekend. Either this impressive defensive thing that has been built here crumbles for a week because as and I think this like I you will not find a bigger supporter of Brian Flores and what he's built. Yeah, I can't even comprehend it. Given like the resources available where we were before, it is nonsense. There were so many question marks coming into the season about it. Like so many new holes that were being filled. Can he be coach of the year? Can we make a defensive coordinator coach of the year? They should have an assistant coach of the year. It is a it is a wild performance. Now, that being said, if you look at who we've played, it's not like you're seeing the elite of the elite uh, offensively. Jake Browning with the with uh, Cincinnati, yep. uh, Denver, which isn't overly great. Aiden Connell, Aiden O'Connell with the Raiders, uh, the Saints, the Falcons. You know, no no one in this stretch really comes out, and and we saw the Packers before they started putting it together a little bit more offensively. Yeah. So either I think you guys are going to come in, and there's a certain level of firepower offensively that we can't overcome, or. Or, and I'll let you pick uh, which is more likely, your boy, it's not just your O-line, your boy can't handle pressure. He doesn't like it. We've never seen anything like the way Flores blitzes, the high blitz rates against talented quarterbacks. Anytime we've seen a good offense, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, he's coming. Yeah. So the other side is all of a sudden this thing has flipped and where you have been a tough matchup for us for years, you might be the superior team right now, but Ah, we might not be a great matchup for you. This might be a tough one. This is not going to be just some walk in the park. I mean, first of all, we're away. We're in Minnesota. That's going to be wildly. No, say it. Say you think it's going to be a walk in the park. I'm baiting you. <laughs> say it. I'll do anything for you, Sai. If you just say please, all right? <laughs> Never. Um, I would say that it's not going to be. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be in Minnesota. That is certainly going to be difficult. And no. Uh, disrespect to Minnesota's defense. But in addition to our full offensive line, we have two tight ends. Sam Laporta, I mean, TJ Hawkinson has been so great for you guys this year, especially with Jefferson down. He's been a very bright spot in your offense, but I'm taking Laporta over him, especially in run blocking. I, I hate even hearing the name. It was the thing I was <laughs> dreading most about. TJ Hawkinson has been amazing, but yes. the NFL... I'm a broken record every week. The NFL is a math equation. You know, how, how much how much do you get paid versus how much is your output? You know, take any players, take how much you like them. Any, so if you can get a rookie on a rookie deal, especially a mid-round rookie deal. To, Second round rookie. Yeah. yeah. To produce at a high level, like that, the value in that is outrageous. So I love that we have TJ Hawkinson. It infuriates me <laughs> that it led to you guys getting Laporta and he's performing as well as he is. I can't stand it. He's performing at a record-setting pace. He is 
I think, like, the best rookie tight end statistically since Mike Ditka. He is crushing it, and he can run block. He, like, he will get in your face and put you down. And our second tight end, Brock Wright, doesn't have necessarily the hands of Sam Laporta, and no one's saying he does, but that dude can block, too. By the way, that's a tight end name. Brock Wright? Yeah. Yeah. We've got, this is the matchup of elite named. If you're like, hey, I'd like to give birth to a tight end. Well, you better name him Brock Wright, or we have Johnny Munt. (laughs) Those are fantastic tight end names with those tight end names they gotta be able to block you would hope so you'd hope so just they might as well be named thick man (laughs) (laughs) or man uh man thickson yeah man thickson i don't want to talk about laporta i have no interest in that conversation uh if you need to talk about him anymore you can do that i'm going to take my headphone off and go grab something to drink but i'm not i can't handle it i'm not interested all i'm saying is that when you're talking about the pressure coming, we are suited to pick up pressures. I think with uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, that pickup, he's been getting more and more looks as like a third or fourth target. Josh Reynolds has been incredible for us. Jamison Williams is finally getting involved and getting the looks he deserves. And Amon Ross St. Brown, a fourth round pick, is one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, if we have to keep our tight ends home and have... One running back, be it Montgomery or Gibbs, and then three receivers out, you do max protect, you still can pick apart with our skill our skill positions. So I'm I'm very confident in our offense if in fact the offensive line is healthy. Let's hop back in the what if machine. Love it. Buckle up. So the game is a it is a noon central kickoff. Noon central, yep. So let's say it's about three o'clock central. Lions are up twelve. Papa Bear's watching his lions. Cause how old are you? Thirty-seven. So you're thirty-seven. We're talking thirty-two years ago. You were five the last time they won a division. There's no mm-hmm. way you have any meaningful memory of that. If you see that clock ticking and it's like, oh my gosh, it's gonna happen. What happens in Zach Martinez's head? And what happens in Zach Martinez? Are you? because it's away so you you know it'd be fun to get it home but what happens in that household what's gonna go down if if this thing comes to fruition well it will be christmas eve so we will be at my mom's house which is what the situation was last god i didn't even think it's christmas it's christmas eve yeah so it's (laughs) i said to you last year that dan campbell was hyping it up like this was our super bowl and in a way he this is our Super Bowl to be able to get a division title. We haven't won a title in 30, 30, however many years. So this is a huge game that they will be prepared for. If we win the division title on Christmas Eve, I will be losing my mind. My daughters will be joyfully screaming obscenities and I won't be mad. I won't be <laughs> mad, Sai. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be teaching them new words to, for celebrate for celebration. Um, and then I I will I to my relatives I will tell them to kiss my ass because they're like they're never gonna win they're never gonna win they're never gonna do it they're never gonna be good. So many people are on the Lions bandwagon this year and toward the tail end of last year. To be someone that like proudly repped the Lions when they were bad for my entire life, these people that are coming out like oh I knew it oh man they're the, I can't stand them I want them I want them out now. I, obviously, I want my team to win, and and I think the better scenario here 
regardless of that scene, because that is a fantastic scene. <laughs> and I don't think it would be too much to ask if you guys are up by 12 for you to stick a camera in the corner. Okay. And just stick your phone, prop your phone up somewhere. And it doesn't have to be for the people. If I have to watch my team lose, I want to watch the stability dynamics of your family's holiday get jolted by your emotional outbursts. Oh, and I won't be alone, man. I, my my daughters are good kids. They will they will they will ride this train with me. And God bless it, my wife will too. It'll be us against them. If we win on Sunday, the Cowboys are that is not. Especially because they just they just had the Bills thing happen. So you got to expect them to reel off a couple, two, and have everybody go, oh, they're a Super Bowl team. I agree. Same with Philly. And I, I don't want to put anything past Green Bay with how they're playing right now. But if we get this game, that puts us on a very likely path for an end-of-the-year Sunday night football division on the line, home field on the line. And I will say, as much as that's not what you want... Last year, you got robbed of it. Mm -hmm. Last year, you got robbed of that ultimate season-ending moment. It's why Seattle is my least favorite team in the league. <laughs> Here's what I want to happen in Week 17. I want the division this weekend. I don't want to worry about it. I want to be happy for the final few weeks of the season. But I do want to be playing for the number one seed in Week 17 while you guys are playing for playoff seeding, positioning, birth, what have you. I want it to mean something to both of us, but I don't want to lose anything. <laughs> <laughs> Something's, something is unfortunately going to give. Where is the Dan Campbell experience? How, and I know I mentioned this early in the show, yeah. right? But he went from silly, funny to, oh my gosh, is this guy maybe good, but uh, still a little corny to can't quite, maybe he's got the culture, maybe he can do some things, but he does some wacky stuff when he takes over the offense. And like, now all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, this this year they've really looked like an upper echelon football team for most of the, like, are you sitting there? Do you need to see playoff success to go, Dan Campbell's the guy for a really long time. Where where are you at on Dan Campbell? I'm I'm all in on Dan Campbell. Um, I don't think I need to see playoff success to think he is the guy for the long time. I think he is the guy. I think he is going to most certainly finish out his contract, which is another three years. And I firmly believe that he is going to get an extension and be here for a very long time. You mentioned the offense kind of going up and down when he took over. Well, We'll see what happens next year because I do not see our offensive coordinator sticking around. Ben Johnson is a real hot candidate. Yeah, I don't think he's going to turn down jobs twice in a row. Not in a row. And um, But what I will say is someone that doesn't get enough um, credit is our GM, Brad Holmes, what he does as far as drafting goes and the types of players that they even bring in for visits on free agency. I mean, culture is the f number one thing. And it seems like him and Dan Campbell are locked up every step of the way. I mean, we picked up Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round. We got Brian Branch somehow late in the second round. He's been a stud. Uh, Sam Laporta in the second round. I mean, where he finds these late talents, Dan Campbell, he's given Dan, Tam he's given Dan Campbell the tools, all right? It's like Enterprise Rent-A-Car. We give you the corporate structure to be your own boss. <laughs> I haven't disliked anything anyone said 
on this show as much as that. And I think it's because you don't remember. That I know I remember it. I just hate <laughs> that it's about you and your success and your team success. My problem is this this season has been such an odd combination of exhilarating, infuriating, you know, devastating and hope based all rolled into one. Uh, the roller coaster has been absurd. So, and I, I think this other thing happened when Kirk went down. I think a lot of the team. Well, there's something that happened before that that I don't think gets discussed enough. When Jefferson went down, we saw Kevin O'Connell have to coach for the first time without a stud in the Cooper Cup role. Sure. And we saw the elevation of Osborne. We saw this offense play two of its best games of the season against the 49ers, which although they were missing Debo Samuel, that is an elite defense. Mm -hmm. And then we saw them play really well against the Packers. And I think everybody went, oh my God, we're going to get JJ back and this thing is going to be firing. And, and so then you lose Kirk and just the emotion of that through the Dobbs thing. Had you lost Kirk... And had you not had that impressive couple games and had the crazy Dobbs thing, not like I think there was a real possibility that for a lot of teams, a season like that could go down the, well, this is probably going to be a team that picks in the top 10 now. For sure. That, that makes, they're without their best wide receiver for a majority and uh, arguably, if not the league, obviously their best football player yeah. for a majority of the season and their star quarterback. And so... I think when that didn't happen, when the Dobbs thing, when they won a couple games and they've been competitive and then and then Jefferson was coming back, I, I think you have so many people who are like, well, we we can't wind up with a great pick. So now, now you've got to, I think we're all clinging to hope so hard because otherwise it means you're in football no man's land. Yeah. You're in that horrible place where you, you don't make the playoffs and you don't get a top pick and it just feels blah. Yeah. And... And I, I think with, and maybe you're feeling this with Ben Johnson, I think with the uh, pending loss of Flores, who I think also will likely have some opportunities if he'd like them, there's just kind of this moment that you don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but you want them to grab sure. it. So I think that's what I'm going to be feeling on, on Christmas Eve if it's looking well, is just this increased moment of hope. And if they could have grabbed one of those last few games, if they could grab this first one, I don't think anyone here in Minnesota is going, well, this is obviously a team that's going to march through Detroit, sure. through Philadelphia, through San Francisco, and then we're going to thump the Chiefs or Bills or Ravens. Yeah. But, but if you can play your best football in the last three games of the year and you can set yourself up for like, holy shit, we have Sunday night football at the end of the year for the division, that makes all of this very worthwhile. And that's that's what I need. I, I, I'm, I feel like a Lions fan, like I'm rooting for hope. Is this what it feels like? I'm not, I'm not rooting for wins, I'm rooting for hope. Yeah, that's a lot what it, uh, that's a lot of what it felt like. And while we are rooting for wins this year, we are certainly still in that hope thing because we we feel I think I think Detroit feels like we have the best team we've ever had, so you hope that it's gonna you hope that it's gonna work out. However, I am excited about this game because of what you said earlier. Um, 
Brian Flores and his defense versus Ben Johnson and his offense against Nick Mullins and uh, your offense versus our not stellar defense. Like, I think the matchups look great. I think this is all the makings of just a real, real fun football game um, that ultimately the Lions come out on top of. Ultimately, that obviously makes sense <laughs> that it wouldn't happen. I care about you a great deal. We've got another episode in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And regardless if we have another guest or not, you will also be on that episode. Great. Even if it's for 10 minutes, we're going to rekindle what started here. This is a to-be-continued sort of situation, Zach. I love it. Uh, I I wish you the best, but I don't wish you a win. Uh, <laughs> it is interesting. This is the last thing I'll say. It is interesting to be in this moment against a team that I don't have a deep vested disdain for so like and and maybe give it a couple years and i'll be like i i would rather spit like you know i maybe we get there but right now i am enjoying the fact that like i can talk to one of my buddies i i absolutely want to win but if somehow it doesn't turn out i'm not gonna want to drag him out to a lake in the middle of winter time and tip <laughs> him off a boat dude it's it's you hit the nail on the head i have been I've been on the road a lot and I'm very vocal and clear about being a Lions fan and have always been. And every single person from every single NFL market says that exact thing. They're like, I mean, no, man, we're we're rooting for you. <laughs> like we have been bad for so long that even when you're playing us, you're like, I mean, they kind of need this one, you know, and then next year, if we're the same thing, I can see a lot of people starting to hate us. But this year, everyone's like, nah, that's like my little brother who's finally hit puberty. Do you feel like a guy that's about to take a test but has never been given a book in his whole life and everybody's like, we'll see what happens, bud. We're all hoping, we're all hoping you get a good grade. We can't imagine you know what words are. I'm sure this is, a, I waited the whole episode to take one serious shot and I didn't even know it was coming until it rolled into, but I basically just called you the equivalent of someone who never learned to read or write <laughs> and uh, whatever the football version of that this is. This is in Green Bay. Come on. I'm from Detroit. That's a metropolis. This is in Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we all couldn't read and write. We can end on mutual ground. Zach, I'm going to need a score prediction. Uh, I, know you'd, I know you're not going to love it, but I am going to need a score prediction from you. That's fine. Um, I'm going to say that we maintain that. I'm going to say 33 to 24. Lions. 33 to 24. Hoof. I think it's going to be a little more defensive than that. Uh, you know, I I do think Flores is going to come ready. I, I think our offense hasn't been able to completely find itself given the situation we're in. Sure. So I don't know how much we'll score, but I'm going to go Lions 13, Vikings 138. Zach, I... <laughs> I care about you a great deal. If it has to be somebody, I hope it's you. Me too. But I hope it doesn't have to be somebody. <laughs> well, man, I care about you a great deal. And I love being the uh, unofficial Lions correspondent on this show. I always have so much fun talking to you about this and just and just laughing, you know, across state lines. Yeah, well, we'll see if the job is still yours come <laughs> the end of Sunday. Take it easy, buddy. Thanks again to Zach Martina for joining the show tonight, and thank you to our sponsor, Continental Diamond. 
be sure to like, subscribe, download the podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. We'll see you all again next week. Join PA at the Apple Valley Buffalo Wild Wings this Friday from 9 to noon for Friday Football Feast, presented by Coors Light. Enjoy food and drink specials and a chance to win Viking tickets and more. Visit vikings.com slash BWW for full schedule and details.